The Daily Ding is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. My favorite feature, you can get tickets in two taps. A two-tap checkout. That's efficiency. That's how you're supposed to do it in the NBA. Two taps gets you tickets, gets you checked out, and you're ready to go to the game every single time. So head to the App Store or Google Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. Es un placer para nosotros estar aquí. Eh, muchas gracias por recibimiento y espero que disfruten eh, del juego. Y una cosa más, we are Mexico way. Wow. Hola, México. Uh, Reverse flush and <laughs> ain't that a smooth one. This is how it goes. When I hoop, I have no friends. Or Tyler know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday morning. We got all your action covered from Thursday night in the association. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Trevon Edwards with Rob Lopez sitting up the transition committees. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, Dion Waiters suspended again. The NBA went to Mexico City and they're putting, they're leaving stuff in Mexico City. And the Nuggets spoiled another Carmelo Anthony return. But first, Trey, Joel Embiid. Beasted in Beantown, Sixers 115, Celtics 109 in Boston, Joel Embiid. He got criticized by Shaq and Charles Barkley the other night for, uh, I guess, not being uh, you know enough of a beast. So what does he do against the small Celtics front line? 38 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 12 of 21 from the field, 12 of 14 from the free throw line. This is the Joel Embiid we want to see, especially when there's no Al Horford. He wasn't able to play due to a knee injury uh, in what would have been his return to Boston, Trey. Like, this is the Embiid we want to see, right? Not that zero-point guy against the Raptors. Like, we want to see this monster on the court. Hey, man, it's called the TNT Challenge. There you go. When you get the the TNT Challenge, man, you got to step up. And, I mean, I think it was really good that Embiid was positive about the criticism, which Shaq kind of renamed it and said it wasn't criticism because those guys done it before. Obviously, the big up themselves, but uh, Embiid played how he was supposed to play. And then also they got some some good minutes from Mike Scott and other guys. Um, but Boston fought hard, even though they were very thin in the front court um, and kept this game close. It was one questionable play towards the end. Um, yeah. That did you think that was a foul on Josh? Richardson? It was absolutely a foul. Yeah, he had him, right? But um, we'll get the L2M tomorrow um, saying, oops, my bad. I'm I'm surprised they didn't review it or anything because so for, if you didn't see the game, uh, you know the the I think it was Jason Tatum inbounding the ball after a, a made free throw and so you're on the baseline and they're trying to get there you know they can't get it into Kemba they try to get it into Jalen Brown and Josh Richardson's all over him he has his arm hooked uh, Brown goes to the ground Richardson's kind of on top of him the ball just gets passed out of bounds to the sideline. And, and it goes back to the Sixers, which kind of, you know, kind of sank the, the Celtics chance at, at making a comeback. I think they were down three at that point. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that looked like a foul to me. And I, I was just shocked. It seemed to just kind of like everyone was just like, oh, well, I guess not. Yeah, it pretty much killed the momentum. And the fact that, you know, uh, 
Brad Stevens tried to save the timeout because um, they were going to try to advance it at least a little yeah. bit and then kind of set something up on the other side. So um, it just all fendangled all bad, you know what I mean? And then for it to just clearly go out of bounds, like, and everybody's, I think everybody played towards the whistle versus yeah. playing the live ball. And that's, and that's where it went wrong. So, um, yeah, they knew it was a loss after that, but it was just super questionable. And, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, the L2M is going to roll out and say, yes, it should have been a foul. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Bad, right. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to chalk it up to L. So, yeah. Um, uh, Tobias Harris was great in this game as a secondary score for Embiid. 23 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 0 turnovers in this one. Shot 10 of 20 from the field. Uh, ben Simmons up and down. like He just doesn't really shoot a whole lot in a lot of these games, it feels like. He had 7 points on 6 shots. He did have 8 rebounds and 6 assists, but also 5 turnovers. Uh, Matisse Thibault, that guy, man, he can play some defense for a rookie. Uh, he can play some defense for a non-rookie, too, but he's, he's, a, he's a pivotal guy in this matchup because he can be on Kemba. He can be on the wings. Um, he was fantastic in this game. Celtics were on a back-to-back. They played in Indianapolis last night. Big game for Kemba early, Trey. Uh, he had 21 points in the first half. He finished with 29 points, eight assists, one turnover. But in the fourth quarter, three points, all free throws. He was 0-4 from the field. Um, felt like they really needed Kemba to kind of be a superhero there, and he just couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, the adjustments and not being able to make the shot, you know, overall, Um like you said, Kemba had a, a, a hot start and he got him going and, you know, he was making shots big and just kind of cooled off. But, I mean, it's not all on him. And, you know, they have other guys to step up and do what they need to do. And we can complain about that no call, but the Celtics had plenty of opportunities to, to win this basketball game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jason Tatum, not a good game. He had 15 points. He hit a couple of threes in the fourth to make it interesting, but he was 5 of 18 shooting on the night. Uh, Jalen Brown never really got going. He had eight points on nine shots. Gordon Hayward looked good. He's He's been pretty solid since he came back uh, from that hand injury. He had 19 points, five assists, four rebounds, shot well in 37 minutes. Uh, but the Sixers, just too much. 50% from the field, 50% from deep. Only 11 turnovers in this game. They're 4-0 this season when they turn over 11 times or fewer, um, which is a weird stat, but it's, I looked it up, and so now we all know it, so there you go. Uh, but that's a team that usually has problems with turnovers. Ennis Cantor had a good game off the bench for the Celtics, 20 points, nine rebounds. Actually played pretty decently against Embiid for the most part. Daniel Tice had 16 points. Uh, Non-Kemba shooters in this game, 6 of 18 from three-point range. The Celtics didn't really shoot themselves in the foot, at least with turnovers. Only six turnovers in this one. But this was the Celtics' first home loss on the season. And the Sixers are almost 500 on the road now. They're starting to get it going. Ever wonder how to get the hottest kicks on the market? The ones that barely hit the shelves? The answer is StockX a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, handbags, whatever you want. It's what all the experts have been using for a long time. All the hype beasts, that's how they get all their stuff. You can get it right now. Millions are already using StockX to find everything after it sells out from the latest Yeezys, Retro Jordans, hottest streetwear from brands like Supreme, Bape, Palace, Kith, all the good ones. Me personally, I've got my eye on some confetti Kyrie 4s and oh my God, the price, you can track it the whole time. You know what's going up. You know what's going down. When it goes down, you throw in your offer. You go and get it. Couldn't be easier to use. And the great thing about them, you know everything's authentic. They ensure authenticity. Every item bought or sold on StockX is carefully inspected by hand to ensure it's 100% legit. Their experts go above and beyond to make sure you never get burned by fakes. Absolutely never. They've removed all the risks from buying and selling online. Now you can get the hottest, hardest to find kicks without having to deal with a random 
random buyer or seller ever again. Don't ever go to Craigslist ever again for these kicks. Want to get in on the hype? Check out StockX.com slash B-Ball for a surprise offer. Trust me, that offer is really good, but you got to go to StockX.com slash B-Ball for a surprise offer that won't be around too long. That's StockX.com slash B-Ball. Check it out today. All right, other big game of the night. Nuggets 114, Blazers 99 in Denver. Uh, This was a close game for a lot of it. The Blazers were down one after a Damian Lillard three with 247 left in the third quarter. And then Denver went on a 10-0 run fueled by two Jeremy Grant threes. And from there, Trey, it was just, it was academic at that point, right? They still had a whole quarter to go, but at that point they had pushed it to 11. You know, the, the Blazers were relying a lot on Hassan Whiteside, who had a, had a very good game, 33 points, 11 rebounds, four blocks. He was 15 of 21 from the field. And Melo had a good game. He had 20 points on eight of 16 shooting, nine rebounds, two blocks, two steals. Uh, but CJ struggled, 15 points on six of 11 shooting. Uh, they really needed a lot more out of him. And, and the, the Nuggets just did a great job of taking him out of the game. And then Dame, you know, Dame tried. He had good he had good passing, 11 assists, but just 13 points on five of 16 from the field, two of nine from deep was not his game. Uh, Trey, the Nuggets continue to do with defense this year. They've been one of the best defensive teams all season long, and they're able to shut down a pretty decent uh, Blazers offense. Yeah, I sung high praise for them early on uh, in the beginning of the season, but I still need to see more, um, especially like against teams like the Lakers and, you know, the uh, the heavy hitters, yeah. but, uh, against teams like this, you know, they, they took care of business, um, down the line, you know, Plumlee is, you know, like someone mentioned that he's probably like the, the, the most important back backup big. Yeah. Um, he's everywhere as far as cleaning up the boards, catching high fly lobs, you know what I mean? Just rotating guy. And then, you know, this team is so deep, um, from a wing perspective, it's kind of hard for, for people to find minutes. I know, uh, Michael Porter Jr. is a fan favorite, but you know when you got guys like Will Barton and um, Terrell Craig and Gary just, Harris, from yeah, Murray, you yeah. can just go down the line like it's expendable. You know what I mean to to this rotation. Mike Malone has good problems. Yeah, he does. He absolutely does. So uh, Jokic didn't score much in this game, but he did hit a three late as the the game was pretty much over to to beat a shot clock as the as they were just kind of running things out. So he ends up with 20 points on 14 shots. So it, it sounds weird to say he wasn't scoring much in this game, but he didn't really try to establish himself as a scorer. Once again, he did have 11 rebounds and six assists, but he just there's something off about this guy who we thought had MVP aspirations or at least would be in the conversation for MVP this year. And he just hasn't quite been there, but he, but they've been good enough. This team is still winning. Uh, Jeremy Grant had a great game off the bench, 20 points, hit five threes in this one. Paul Millsap left the game with a quad contusion. Uh, Nuggets defense allowed just 30% from deep, only 11 free throw attempts. And Denver also needed this one pretty bad, Trey, because they were they had lost five of their last six games going into this one. They had a decent start to the season. They struggled as of late. And then to come in, and like you said, look, maybe they're struggling against the better teams, but against against Portland, like they have to win that game, especially at home. And they took care of business. Will Barton, 15 points, 11 rebounds, 15 for Gary Harris, 12 points on 11 shots for Jamal Murray. And uh, an encouraging sign for Denver, Trey, they were 18 of 36 from deep. Like if, if they can, if they're going to hit shots, obviously shooting 50% from three is going to be a great night. But if they can hit shots from outside, they're just so deep. You don't really know where that attack's going to come from. And before I send this off, uh, Carmelo Anthony has still never won in Denver since being traded in 2011. He is now 0 for 7. 
Oh, for seven. Oh my God. Yeah. I was wondering like, cause I had mentioned this, I was watching this with a couple people at first and I met, I was like, Oh, revenge game for Carmelo. And then we kind of wondered, can it be a revenge game if they gave him what he wanted by trading him to the place he wanted to go to? And it's also eight years later. Like he's got to get a revenge win at some point, right? Same thing with him receiving booze. I mean, yeah, it, that honeymoon's been over. Honeymoon, honeymoon's definitely been over. By the way, Hassan Whiteside hit a three-pointer, fifth of his career, uh, but Portland still falls by 15 to Denver. All right, Trey, let's get to the news for Friday. Uh, some scary news around the league. Uh, as former NBA commissioner David Stern suffered a brain hemorrhage, he was at a restaurant in New York City, uh, underwent emergency surgery, according to a statement from the NBA. There's currently no update on his condition. Obviously, we wish him well, wish him his family all the best. Uh, that stuff can come out of nowhere. It's just very, very scary. Uh, the NBA also announced in a much lighter news uh, that they're going to launch a G league team in Mexico starting in 2021. The current commissioner, Adam Silver announced before the Mexico city game on Thursday night between the Dallas Mavericks and the Detroit Pistons that, uh, they're launching its first team outside of the United States. Uh, I guess outside, well, it can't be the first team outside of the United States. It's got the team in Canada, right? I guess right. Uh, out of, uh, out of North America. Um, uh, out of you know North America with the with Canada and the in the USA, but it's going to be the Capitans, I believe. I believe is that Rob? I got that right. Si, senor. All right, there we go. It's the G League's 29th team. We're almost at 30 teams, Trey. We're almost there. Um, so I'm curious, like, how do we think that's going to work? The, the huh. NBA's been interested in Mexico and Mexico City, but it, but it's also the like just to be real, like they've always been concerned about about security stuff when they send when they send teams there. So I'm just curious how, how they think this is going to be. I mean, obviously they have, you know, I mean, more things will kind of unfold, but I mean, traveling is going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then also just kind of, you know, I mean, Mexico City is still kind of a the closest thing to American city. I mean, country, it's a, it's so, a major city. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very doable, but it's, we should see how it rolls out. In other news, the Miami Heat, speaking of rolling out, Miami Heat have suspended Dion Waiters again for at least six games without pay. He's eligible to return following Miami's December 23rd game versus the Utah Jazz. But obviously, he was suspended earlier in the season uh, for 10 games following that uh, the the gummy incident on the on the plane. We don't know what this one is for yet. Uh, but Dion Waiters, it, it looks like the Heat are just done with whatever the Dion Waiters show is. They they are done with it, and they don't really seem to want to to have to handle him or, or have him around the team right now. Speaking of suspensions, Wilson Chandler set to return to the Brooklyn Nets following his drug suspension for the anti-drug policy. Team decided to release Iman Shumpert on Thursday to to have that room. And Patrick Beverly diagnosed with a concussion after catching a Marcus elbow on a screen. He's out Friday night for the Clippers when they face the Minnesota Timberwolves. His return is not set yet as he is in the concussion protocol. All right, let's get to the other two games from Thursday night. Cavs 115, Spurs 109 in overtime in San Antonio. Kevin Love hits a big three to tie this one up in regulation, send it into overtime. Cleveland had an eight-game losing streak snapped, their first win since November 23rd when they beat Portland, only their second win in their last 16 games. And by the way, it's their first win in San Antonio since March 12th, 2015, when Kyrie Irving erupted for 57 points. It was the Spurs' third straight overtime game. They had won the previous two against Houston and Sacramento. Uh, Trey, the Spurs are in a bad way right now, man. Like they, they just cannot seem to get anything going. It's nothing like last season when they struggled and eventually turned it around. Like the Spurs might legitimately be in trouble here. Blow it up. 
blow it up. I mean, I have normally I have faith in pop brand teams, but right now, you know, ever since they made the trade for uh, DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard, um, it just hasn't been a good fit. And that's the thing, because it's not that DeMar's struggling or anything. It's that more so DeMar's been used in, in ways that he does not succeed in. You know, last year he had to be more ball dominant and, you know, be a playmaker. And this year he was hoping with DeJounte Murray returning that things would get a little bit easier. But him, LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, they have some tradable pieces and they can kind of move forward and just start working in the young guys because I don't see this team getting any better. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Cavs led by as many as 10 entering the third quarter. Then the Spurs came back. The Spurs even had a five-point lead with under 20 seconds to go. And then DeMar DeRozan missed a couple of free throws with the Spurs up three uh, before Kevin Love hit that three-pointer. Kevin Love finished with 30 points, 17 rebounds, 11 of 24 from the field, four of nine from three-point range. That'll get that trade value up. Colin Sexton, 28 points. Jordan Clarkson, 25 points off the bench. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, as we mentioned, 21 points, four rebounds, four assists. LaMarcus Aldridge had 18 and 10. Derek White, 17 and four. But two uh, two bad teams right now. Somebody had to win. And Coach Greg Popovich, after the game, he spoke for like 12 seconds. He did not take questions. I'm going to say he wasn't too happy about this one. Played a really fine 24 minutes in the second half, but the game is 48, and we didn't do that. Uh, Cleveland played for 48. We played for 24. That's the bottom line. And then the other game, the game from Mexico City, Mavs 122, Pistons 111. Andre Drummond almost scratched from the game. He had an allergic reaction to to avocado, which is a real thing. My sister is allergic to avocado. But he still had 23 points, 15 rebounds, three steals. But the the show in this one, it's always the show. Luka Doncic, 41 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, three turnovers. He was 14 of 24 from the field, 6 of 13 from the three-point line, 7 of 12 of free throws, so struggled a little bit there. But his eighth triple-double of the season, he had eight total last season. 40-point triple-double. He's got the most under the age of 22. He's got two of them. Chris uh, Porzingis, 20 points, 8 rebounds. Seth Curry had 30 off the bench for the Mavericks, 18 points in the second quarter. And, Trey, the Pistons just can't do anything right now. Like, Derrick Rose was solid once again. He's been their best player this season. Marquise Morris had uh, had 16 points off the bench. Blake Griffin has been horrendous since he came back. Another bad game, 10 points, 3 of 16 from the field, 1 of 10 from deep. He did have 5 assists, but only 3 rebounds. Like, you know, Luka and the, and the Mavs are surging right now. Detroit, like, Trey, I just don't know what to say at this point. Like, Blake Griffin can't play. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's completely healthy. And then also, I just think that he needs more than, I, I don't even know, maybe just to be shut down and re, re, reevaluate it. I, I just really don't even know what the, the motivation or direction, even if he was even moved. Like, would he find a new direction? Yeah, um, what kind of, I mean, what kind of trade – like, he doesn't look healthy. Like, I don't know what you could even get for trade value if they even decided to move on at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, even Piston fans have threatened to beat up Reggie Reggie Jackson at an Applebee's appearance. <laughs> so that's that kind of tells you what type of season they're having. But as far as the Mavs, you mentioned Luka Doncic earlier. Uh, there have now been uh, three 40-plus – uh, 40 plus point triple doubles by players 20 or younger in NBA history. And Luke Ladonchich and LeBron James are the only two to do that. So crazy, he's, he's in elite company and he is thriving at the age of 20 right now. He's not even able to drink in Mexico, missing out on all that good tequila. Oh, he you can is, get it. You can find a way you can yeah. get it. Um, you, you, what's crazy about this trade is like, it is at a point where 
I don't even wonder if it's going to slow down at this point. And he's 20. Like, he really might just be this good. Yeah, I mean, no, he he's good. I mean, I I undersold him. I said Hito Turkoglu was the the rookie ceiling, um, and he surpassed that. And now he's continued to rise. Like, I didn't expect the Mavericks to be third in the West. Yeah, and then also like you know, he's playing like a madman. I don't think anyone can stay in front of him. No, it's crazy. He just knows how to use those angles uh, for the Pistons. Luke Kennard had been playing really well, but just three of 13 from the field, two of eight from the field or two of eight from three point range in this one. And uh, they just couldn't couldn't make free throws and a low turnover game for the Pistons didn't matter because they couldn't stop the Mavericks at all. Let's go to line of the night. Got a couple of good options here, of course. Uh, Luka Doncic was 41, 12, and 11. Joel Embiid had 38, 13, and 6. Son Whiteside with 33 and 11 in the loss. Kevin Love with 30 and 17. Trey, where's your uh, where's your line of the night going? Luka Skywalker. There it is. Luka Skywalker. Uh, I mean, it's hard to go against him. I'm going to go Joel Embiid. You know, he got challenged a little bit on national TV with the inside the NBA guys. He came out and dominated. Sure, he dominated Daniel Tyson and his canter, but he still came out there and responded. And I want to see more of that from Embiid. I want to see him be a monster uh, and try to be whatever a new-aged version of Shaq can be, even though that's uh, that's a pretty impossible ask right there. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. Of course, we got back-to-back. We got uh, no dunks. We got tampering. We got uh, House of Strauss. We got a bunch of team-specific shows available from your favorite athletic beat writers. Don't forget to follow on the app, get notifications for new episodes, and subscribe to The Athletic if you're not already subscribed. Thanks for waking up with us. Get ready for the weekend. Get ready for a great weekend of hoops. And Trey, hit me with that sign-off. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.